Paul's letter to the Galatians 4 4-7. Brethren, when the time had fully come, God sent forth His Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba! Father! So you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son then also an heir of God through Christ. Dash, dash, dash. The question often arises of, why did the Incarnation take place when it did? The manner in which Paul begins this passage communicates to us that the arrival of the Messiah was not arbitrary. As Paul says, when the time had fully come, God sent forth His Son, the timing was deliberate and specific. While we may not ever understand all of the details of God's timing, we can know that the Incarnation was planned and timed very definitively. Whatever those details are, the Incarnation took place exactly when it needed to take place. Paul's words address many questions that were extant in his day and were asked for centuries afterward. First, God sent for His Son. Which means that God is not one in the individualistic sense. The Church has always believed and taught that God is one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Contrary to Islamic thought, God has a Son, as clearly stated here by Paul. To answer the question of Jesus' nature, He is the Son of God and at the same time, He is born of a woman, which means that He is truly man. Within the first third of this opening sentence, we learn that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He is born of a woman. Jesus Christ is truly God and truly man. Jesus was born under the law, which means that He was born as part of the nation of Israel and under the requirements of the Mosaic law. Though Jesus was born sinless, as not being part of the line of Adam, He was still required to obey the details of the law. As Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, and the prophets all strove to be obedient to the law and failed, Jesus, perfectly obeyed the law so that, as Paul goes on to say, to redeem those who were under the law. What this tells us is that the Incarnation took place at a deliberate time, in a deliberate place in order to accomplish something very specific. Contrary to those of the spiritual but not religious mindset, Jesus was not just another spiritual teacher. Jesus did not come to further promote moralism, spirituality, or introspection. The Incarnation took place in order to restore mankind. Men were enslaved to sin and death and could do nothing to rescue themselves. All the positive thinking and moralism that can be generated by anyone may have some good effects but it does nothing to save men. Mankind needed to be restored and it is only because of the incarnation, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ that this can take place. There is one ladder out of the grave and that is acknowledging that Jesus Christ is the only path to life. He is not one of many truths, He is the truth and the only way to a right relationship with God. Paul goes on to say that the Incarnation took place so that we could receive adoption as sons. The idea here is that prior to the Incarnation, every person born was born in the line of Adam and because of Adam's sin, is helpless, unable to do anything to remedy his situation. With the Incarnation, Jesus Christ became the second Adam, creating a path for men to die to the first Adam and be resurrected into the second Adam, Jesus Christ, being thereby adopted as children of God. The reality of being adopted as children of God takes place in our baptism. Just as Jesus died and descended into the grave, defeating the power of death by rising from the dead, so too we, when we are baptized, die with Him as we sink below the surface of the water and when we rise out of the water, as He rose from the grave, we rise to new life as adopted children of God. There is a popular new trend taking place in the West. Instead of saying Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, people are saying Happy Birthday, Jesus. While this sounds all nice and sentimental, it is horribly misguided. When the Church chose December 25th as a day to celebrate the birth of Christ, it was not merely a birthday celebration. The Incarnation is far, far more than just Jesus' birthday. 
the birth of Jesus Christ is merely the beginning of the massive, radical change that was to take place in the fulfillment of the Old Covenant, the defeating of sin and death, and the restoration of mankind back into a right relationship with God. When we celebrate a birthday, we are merely being thankful for one more year of life. This is not what is taking place when we celebrate Christmas. Our focus on Christmas needs to be much more well thought out than that into which America has descended. Our focus on Christmas needs to be not just on that Jesus was born but on what He actually accomplished, beginning with His birth. Paul continues to expand upon what has taken place because of the Incarnation. Jesus has restored mankind to a place of not slavery but sonship. The metaphor is somewhat lost on the modern mind because we have no first-hand experience or understanding of slavery. To be a servant or a worker in a household means something radically different than being a son in a household. The son has immediate connection and interaction with his parents. He carries their name, he will inherit their wealth, and he will continue to propagate the family name. The servant on the other hand, either enslaved or a hired hand, only receives his basic necessities or a wage and he can be expelled at any time for any reason. His behavior is not the responsibility of the owner-slash-master, he is only responsible to do as he is told. Prior to the Incarnation, mankind had descended into the role of slave with no way to change his situation. With the Incarnation, God acted first and freed mankind from that slavery, giving him the means to become a child of God and grow into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. It is only as baptized children of God that we become heirs of God. And this only takes place through Jesus Christ. It is not something we earn, it is not something that takes place when we have done enough good or enough meditation. When we are baptized, we die to the old ways of the first Adam and we rise to new life in the second Adam, becoming children of God and having the responsibility to grow in holiness and love.